Hey, folks, this is Townsend Coleman, the voice of The Tick. Evildoer, beware. You face The Tick as you listen to the Neverland podcast right here. The Neverland Podcast, episode 35. Welcome to Neverland. Take a start of the right and start until morning. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And now, please welcome your host for the podcast. He's the pen. I got pen, sort on the pen now. Actually, I got his microphone. He's grown up. You promise never to grow old. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. His nose got real big. Well, who wants to back to the man? And now. Your host, Jeremy. It's that time again. It is time to pull your pixie out of your pocket and sprinkle her around on you and all your friends and get ready to have that happy thought and fly off to Neverland again. We have had a very exciting week around here. If you are a subscriber on iTunes or Stitcher, you have no doubt heard a couple of bonus episodes that we had out this week because last weekend was Comic-Con and there were some panels to share. There's much more panels, really, that uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to share with you that I managed to, to get a listen at. But we've got so much stuff packed into this show that I've really just got to get started right away. What we're going to do this week, first, I'll have my review of Guardians of the Galaxy, which, you know, wasn't a whole lot, but we'll talk about it again once I have the entire Neverland team in here with me. I've gathered the entire crew together to talk about some of the exciting events, uh, news that was released uh, through Comic-Con, and just also from other news that happened this week. We'll get the whole game together. It's a lot of fun. You'll just see how wacky all of us are when we get together almost in the completely same room. Three of us in the same room, and Jesse, unfortunately, is clear across the other side of the country. But we've got so much stuff to go with that I don't want this to run too long, so we better just get going. So here we'll begin with my review of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I come from Earth, a planet of outlaws. My name is Peter Quill. There's one other name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. Guys, forget it. So here we are. A thief, two thugs, an assassin, and a maniac. But we're not going to stand by as evil wipes out the galaxy. I guess we're stuck together. Partners. Are you telling me the fate of 12 billion people is in the hands of these criminals? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
look around. You know what I see? Losers. But life's giving us a chance. To do what? Something good. Something bad. A bit of both. Oh, what the hell? I don't got that long a lifespan anyway. themselves the guardians of the galaxy this might not be the best idea Okay, so now we're going to, of course, review Guardians of the Galaxy. And really, you've probably already heard that it is a really good movie. In fact, that's pretty much all I could really say. It's a really good movie. So I'm just going to get into some things of what makes it that good. Uh, and I do recommend seeing it in 3D. My wife and I went ahead and sprung the extra money to check it out in 3D. And I tell you, 3D technology has really advanced since last time I, I forked over the extra money to see a 3D movie. Uh, and But it, this just looked great in 3D. Uh, it's it's uh, the, the, There's particles that are kind of flying in at you and everything. And it's just everything had such a depth and it was very immersive. So I do recommend seeing it in 3D because you really do have to see this. But let me just give some kudos to some of the things that helped make this a great movie. Other than and of course, it is a, a good story, but all the characters were very well written, and you care about each and sing, every single one of your major characters that you have here. They all have, you know, a pretty good balance. There's, there's, you know, of course, there is kind of the main character, um, but really, they do balance it out where it is very much good ensemble type of uh, character driven, like we saw with the Avengers. Uh, and uh, I even have to say that. Uh, you know, Dave Bautista, also known as Bautista the Wrestler, uh, he was actually very good. I was kind of a little skeptical on how his acting would be because I figured he was cast just for his look and his ability to be able to do some action. But uh, he really brought some heart to Drax. Uh, it was very good because you, you really did care about what happened and all of the motivations that each character has. Uh, so brilliantly acted, even with the CG stuff that they did with Rocket. Uh, you know, he pulls at your little heartstrings at one point when he talks about how he has been, uh, well, let's just say he was worked on in a lab. Uh, you know, he, I, I don't want to get into the whole thing cause I don't want to spoil anything at all, but, uh, you know, he, he kind of talks about that and it really shows a lot of emotion, a lot of different things a wide range of emotion actually from even, even Groot, who's, who's a tree. The expressions he has on his face are wonderful. Uh, he can make you laugh and everything, even with the only the ability to say, I am Groot. Uh, and he can say so much by saying that. It's it's really quite wonderful. Uh, so, I mean, great performances from even CG characters. A lot of fantastic, believable makeup jobs for, you know, different kind of looking aliens from all over the place. Uh, a lot of fun cameo things also to look out for. Stan gets his cameo in there fairly early. So good old Stan Lee. You know, of course, he has to be in there. And his cameo is he doesn't really have anything to say. He But he just kind of shows up. He's there. And it is kind of funny seeing him uh, where he's at. Um, another full fun thing to work for. This one happens really fast in the middle of the movie, but you can spot Howard the Duck being locked up by the while well, he is in a cage when they're at the collector. He's kind of off in the background, and the focus 
of the you know goes quickly to the collector so you won't see him for long he'll just kind of blur into the rest of the background but howard the duck is in there also fans of the comics will also recognize cosmo the telepathic dog uh has, has a couple of appearances in there and definitely stay till the end of the credits to see a lot more of howard the duck and cosmo the telepathic dog although his telepathic abilities have not yet been displayed but you know there's definitely going to be some more guardians movies so maybe we'll see some more of him uh, storyline here the the light the light version of it is of course Thano is seeking the uh, infinity stones as they're calling it in this movie but the, we all all of us Marvel people we know about the infinity gems and we also know that the tesseract uh, as they call it in the movies is actually the cosmic cube and it actually houses one of the other gems or stones and so that is coming to play we know Thanos is after it but of course our major villain is and I accidentally called him Rhinos before when talking to uh, Scott and Tracy of the Disney Indiana podcast. Uh, but, but anyways, the character's name is Ronan, and he is a Kree. Yes, Marvel fans, a Kree. Uh, so the Kree Empire is finally brought up in one of these films. Uh, but of course, he is working for Thanos to try to help get one of these gems, which is actually kind of a focal point, is this sphere that is that is holding one of them. And, of course, that is all... Everybody's got different motives for finding that object. I don't want to get into and spoil anything, but let me just say uh, you'll find a lot of great performances. Zoe Saldana's Gamora was very good. Chris Pratt, um, which I don't know if I've seen him in anything before, but he would, actually was very good. All Everybody was really just very entertaining to watch. Vin Diesel couldn't even have messed this up. I, I'm not not a fan of his acting, but he did a good job as Groot. He only had to say, you know, three words multiple times. But uh, and Bradley Cooper as Rocket, well, he bring, brought some heart to that character. He did a very wonderful job. Uh, you'll also, uh, I didn't know that uh, Michael Rooker was going to be in there as a character, Yondu Udanta. Uh, he's blue with a weird thing on his middle, uh, the middle of his head. A lot of people will recognize him from The Walking Dead or Days of Thunder or a lot of other different things. Uh, Karen Gillan, who uh, my wife actually didn't recognize till the end, uh, she's completely blue. She's playing Nebula, one of Thanos' daughters. Uh, she did a wonderful job. She's a very, very different kind of character for used to Doctor Who. She was very, very, very mean and evil-type character. Also, uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce the guy who plays Korath. Um, he's been in Gladiator, though. It's uh, it's like Digimon Hunsu. That's how it's kind of spelled out. Uh, also, did I mean, goodness, there's I can't. There's, it was so many people who did such a wonderful job, uh, and I gotta say, even at the very beginning, before they even showed the Marvel logo, they start kind of in the film to kind of give you a little bit of backstory on uh, Peter Quill, also known as Star Lord. Uh, boy, it, I tell you what, my wife had to uh, take off her 3D glasses to kind of wipe away a couple tears. You know, she's granted she's a little happy, but it, it'll pull at your heartstrings at the very beginning with what you see to kind of get you already invested in one of the characters. And nearly everybody's kind of got that kind of moment where they, you know, talk about you know, the bit of their past and everything to kind of get you involved with the characters. And, you know, they're very well fleshed out. Um, I'm trying to be so careful and not spoil anything other than I just got to say, go see this movie and go see it in 3D. The characters were greatly compelling and awful fun. And there's a lot of humor in this, a lot of kind of fun action. It was brilliantly directed with no shaky cam stuff. So you can see actually what's going on. Uh, and there's some great space battle stuff. I mean, heck, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you're going to love the way this is presented. Uh, it didn't have that same dogfight style that the original trilogy had, but it was very well done. You actually can kind of see what's going on in the space battles, and you get to follow a little bit some of the characters in, the, in a space battle. Um, 
yeah, I really don't want to say too much more because I really just don't want to spoil anything. I just got to tell you to go. And you've probably seen this already uh, by the time you're hearing this because I bet you were probably lined up and just ready to go. You may even went to an early or a midnight showing. But I will say this, that uh, I am going to, if you've been following our Facebook page or our Twitter feed, uh, I've been putting, of course, the daily Marvel Disney character uh, using some 1992 trading cards. Well, I have started also putting up the 1993 cards um, well, mainly because I'm going to put up some characters from the Guardians of the Galaxy that you will have seen, like Drax. And uh, Drax, surprisingly, looked a lot different back in 1993. I posted this up on Saturday. I also linked it over to the official Marvel Wikia that they put together so you can read up about the history of that character in the Marvel Universe. And I may start doing that with some of the other characters. Uh, I've got some cards of the Guardians of the Galaxy from back in the 90s where actually it was a group of characters that were in uh, like the year 3000. Uh, so, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, they, they're the team's always kind of been changed. They've done a lot of different things. And this current iteration, I think, started around like 2000, 2001, something like that. Um, but you, there are even characters. I've been reading some of the comics from the library. There's some characters that have popped up in the uh, comics there that have not yet shown up in a movie. And I would love to see maybe some of them pop up. Uh, so... But yeah, the first kind of surprising thing if you saw on Saturday, Drax is actually a human. They they don't mention that, and they kind of imply that he might be an alien uh, at one point in the movie. And I don't know if they'll quite ever get into explaining that he was a human who was killed, actually, with his family by Thanos and was resurrected as something else. And uh, very, very interesting. You can read all about it at facebook.com slash Podcast or at NeverlandPCast. Make sure you're following us and go and check back up to make sure you see on Saturday where I did post about Drax. A lot of interesting things, and I'm going to continue to do so. I'm going to pull out some of these oddball characters that uh, are associated with Guardians of the Galaxy here over the next week, uh, just so it'll be fun for you to check out, because I figure this is going to be the new hip thing uh, for the week. Uh, it was a great movie. I almost kind of wish they would have released it a little sooner, so we could have... Uh, it could have been one of the biggest summer things early on. But I guess they wanted to wait for August when they, there really wasn't a lot of competition. Maybe they were thinking when they scheduled it that, well, no one's heard of these characters. But the trailers were so well done. The soundtrack is awesome. I will be linking that up onto the website for, so you can purchase it through iTunes. helps out my show. And also, you're going to love the soundtrack. Although, I was I was advising uh, Paul Barry of Window to the Magic that he should go buy the soundtrack. And he said, well, actually, I looked at it, and I already have all these songs. Uh, also, uh, Scott from Disney Indiana said he's already got all these songs too uh, but you know what if you don't have these songs yeah you, you got to get them they're just classics and they all fit perfectly into the movie the way they used just everything about this movie was just brilliant uh, i will caution parents there is a bit of language in this one uh which is kind of surprising considering disney is putting their name on these now although you don't see a disney logo up in front of it uh, so it's not technically a disney release it's a marvel studios release so i guess they can kind of get away with a little bit of language uh so i will warn parents you might want to you know if you've got children that you're trying to protect their ears from what they hear you know this there are some things to kind of be cautious about you might want to review it first you wouldn't mind seeing it a second time if you thought it was okay for your kids but i figure because this is a family-friendly show i should at least put that out there uh, there is a little bit of language uh, but overall great movie lots of fun characters a lot of a kind of a good theme to it uh that i, I don't want to get into and spoil anything so i'm not going to say anything about that but yeah, okay, you're going to enjoy this. You're going to enjoy the soundtrack. Uh, you hopefully will also enjoy the characters I will introduce throughout the week. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Twitter. And now back to me back in the studio. All right, for the first time ever, all of my Lost Boys and Pixies, we have the entire Neverland Pixies. team at the same time. Yes, you have not, but see, 
Okay, Pixie Heather has not been listening to the show. Bad Pixie Heather. <laughs> we are, we have determined, you know, all of the Neverlanders here, we're all Lost Boys and Pixies. Cause, oh, I know that. Because all of our girls are Pixies. They're special. We like our girls. They're all Pixies. <laughs> and all of our boys are Lost Boys, except me. I'm not a Lost Boy. I'm the Pan. You're the Pan. I, I am just, the Pan. I didn't know You're the you Pan Man. Plural. Yes, I am the Pan. We have determined that. I didn't say I got. I didn't have Pan Sword. I have his microphone. There you go. So I'm the Pan of all of our Lost Boys and all of our Neverlanders and all of my girls are my Pixies. I like. And it. here's Pixie Heather. Hi. And then I am Lost Boy Phil. All right, and we also have Lost Boy Jesse. Hooray! We're all four here. This is like the first time because we've had different times that everybody's been either been with me. Like Heather's done entire shows with me. We've talked about goofy music. Philip's been on here to talk some goofy news, and Jesse did an entire show all by himself. Way to go, Jess. Yep. And thank you for still listening. <laughs> thank you for still listening. Yeah, he's really nervous, and you can tell and everything, but I, you know, I figure he'll be a lot more comfortable. He has people to talk to. so, And we, we've got to let everybody know who Jesse is because Friends of the Magic is this coming weekend, and he will be there representing the Neverland podcast at the Columbia. What do they just call it? The Columbia? The Sailing Ship Columbia. The Sailing Ship Columbia. But he'll be there at 1.30 p.m. Pacific Time, Hosting an event, and I don't know what all he's got planned, but it's going to be awesome. <laughs> we'll find out Saturday. We'll find out Saturday. We know we got some trivia coming up because there is a prize. So, and we know what the prize is, but we're not going to tell you. So. <laughs> if you want to find out, be at the sailing dock. Exactly at one thirty on the nose. And you might get a surprise phone call from somebody who couldn't be there, but really wishes he was. <laughs> so, but I will call in, so you can actually hear me going ah. So it'll be just like listening to the show because all you'll get is my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyways, but at this time, I will have already played the review of Guardians of the Galaxy, but I can get some extra opinion things because everybody but poor Jesse has seen this. Jesse, stick your fingers in your ears and go, la, la, la. (laughs) La, 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 la. (laughs) So he doesn't hear. But uh, okay, so we have, you know, other than just my opinions on Guardians of the Galaxy, which I thought my... Review was rather dull with just me, but would y'all got anything you want to throw in about Guardians of the Galaxy you thought was cool? Ladies first. Go ahead. Spoiling. I was going to say, I am Groot. I love Groot. Groot was great. Me too. I I loved Groot. Actually, I loved every character in there. I love Rocket. I I, uh, love Drax. I... uh, Truth is, I did not expect to enjoy this film, really. Uh, A couple months ago, when I saw the previews, I thought, oh, you know, it looked okay. (laughs) But within the last two or three weeks, it started looking better and better. And I loved it when you not seen it twice already. <laughs> I love. Obviously, you liked I was it. very, very uh, impressed with uh, Dave Batista because I'm a WWE nut, and uh, the truth is, is I'm not a haven't been a huge fan of his uh, as a wrestler, but I am a huge fan of his uh, in this film. So I wish he was as cool like this in, in the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and also, also so was he Batista? Uh, no, he wasn't being a Bootista. He was being a really cool Drax. Yeah, he was. He was awesome. And he actually showed some acting chops. There was there was maybe a couple lines that were I thought were just a little where he was trying too hard. But you know, for not for his first time out like this and a major yeah. feature, he did a good job. Yeah, he did. He did. His, and all the characters managed to get you emotionally involved in their backstory. Vin Diesel did the voice of, of Groot, mm-hmm. and, and uh, didn't ruin it for once. Well, I'll tell you what, he's done this role before when he was called the Iron Giant. It was almost yeah. identical to that role. Yes, it so was. He, he did a great job in that movie. I think he did great in this one, too. <laughs> and he only had three words to say. Well, four but, words, but we won't say anything. Yeah. 
Bradley, yeah. Yeah. what was his name? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper is rock. Oh, he was oh, he great. He was so great. <laughs> so, yes, just all great characters, mm-hmm. which it, is pretty much what I was saying on my review. I say there is a little more language, you know, if you bring in the kids yeah, and, and that kind of thing than most Marvel movies. So, you know, just, just to be aware of, you know, for, you know, kids that are older or adults, it won't be yeah. anything that's, that's You know, bad. I might as well just scrap the review I did and use this one. Because really, I I figure at this point, anyone listening probably saw the movie. And all I can really say is, it's good, go see it, and yes, the 3D was fantastic. I haven't seen 3D yet, so that gives me an excuse to see it again. Yes, because, (laughs) I mean, there's like raindrops and particles that all just are floating through, and 3D technology has gotten so much now to where the digital 3D, I mean, you can see the texture in faces a lot more. They don't look like flat 2D characters that are just put in a 3D space. They actually look like three-dimensional characters. One thing I loved in the film was a lot of the side characters were from pretty famous character actors who I've known... For 20, yeah. 30 years. Michael Rooker. He's one of them. Uh, 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 John C. Riley is that his name? Yeah, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Also known as Wreck-It Ralph. And I can't remember the actor's name, but uh, he played the grandfather in the beginning of the film. He's been on so many movies, Payback, and all these other things. And oh, I, I didn't I, recognize him. Yeah, and the, I can't remember the other guy's name. Is that alien we were talking about earlier, but he's been on a million shows. Michael Rooker? Yeah, yeah, that's the blue guy yeah. and the red I like thing. him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll probably just add this on to my review because this, yeah, we, although we did say a lot of the same thing, but anyways. Close. Well, and, and close in there. for yeah. Doctor Who fans, there is Amy Pond does play. Uh, Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan, I know, but you'll, you'll know her as Amy Pond. I'm sorry, I don't have all yeah. the names. Heather know. didn't recognize her till near the end of the movie, though, because she's she got a head, sh- Who, she's yeah. head shaved and painted oh. blue. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she was Nebula. Spooky. <laughs> so, But it looks like she's going to be coming back maybe for a second one because she didn't die. Well, so you she just can always come back for, for our friend here. Well, I, I, hopefully that's not a big spoiler there. But she, I'm just saying, she could come back in the next one. They've already announced Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at Comic-Con, which, yeah. by the way, that's what we're here for. There's a San Diego Comic-Con. I had to get us back focused somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, there was this big Comic-Con. Now, uh, if you've been listening throughout this past week... Philip is lifting weights now. Um, oh, wow, I can see Jesse moving along on news stories. That's wild. I can see his cursor. Anyways. Not here is a family show. <laughs> but, Easy. Yeah. So uh, so the, the, if you've been hearing throughout the week, I did try to capture the audio of, some, of a couple of panels. I've tried to squeeze as much as I can before I ran out of my allotted space on Libsyn. So you've gotten to hear a little bit about Ant-Man and Avengers Yay. Age of Ultron. Uh, you know, but... One thing I've got to say with with some of the panels now, uh, Philip and Heather didn't do their homework. Did you do your homework, Jesse, and listen to those? Halfway. Halfway. <laughs> so you listened to one of them, but you didn't hear the second one yet. Yes. Oh, see, the second one I managed to get uh, audio of talking about Agents of Shield and cool. Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. Two new show, well, one new, new season and one new show that's going to actually fit. Apparently, Agents of Shield is going to do half their season, then switch to Agent Carter for about eight episodes, and then switch back into the the second half of oh, Agents of Shield. So, but a lot of great announcements. Where there was a rumor that Lucy Lawless mm-hmm. was going to be in Agents of Shield this year. That, yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. I forgot what they said. I think her character is Isabel something rather. I was really, if, if anybody heard last week's episode, I was hoping for her to play She-Hulk or something. Oh, that'd be great. Because she could fit into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Oh, yeah. However, we do have a well-known Marvel character that I found out. Now, it wasn't part of the panel, but apparently at Comic-Con they did announce Mockingbird. Oh, yeah? That's cool. I, I did hear that also. Separate from your shows, I did hear that confirmed. Yes, Mockingbird. Now, As for anyone... To kill a Mockingbird? 
as in she could kill you by mimicking your exact powers. (laughs) Well, seeing I don't have any powers, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You're yeah, I'm safe. Wait there. Yeah. Well, handsomeness yeah. isn't a power. It's just it's a blessing of God. Yeah. Lost boy <laughs> Phil has found one of my hand weights and has been lifting it here over this past five minutes or well, so. Well, he's wearing a Superman shirt, so there you know, we go. <laughs> there you go. And it's actually very appropriate, although we don't have video, so it doesn't help. But Philip wearing a Superman shirt and me wearing a Spider-Man shirt is very appropriate. That's right. Do I need for those in the snake shirt? Can, can the two of you exist in the same universe? No, we're in two different universes, but we had a, a fan film we made called Supers. Plus, his his top is his top favorite is Superman. My top favorite is Spider Man, and that's just kind of us. Yeah. But we have a fan film. Maybe I'll link to it sometime. That uh, YouTube made me edit the sound out. Uh, certain songs were were owned by other people, and so it ruined some of our jokes we had. It was basically a comedy thing we did. But um, anyway, we well, digress. Low budget. <laughs> it Low was funny. Budget. Yeah, it was Low, funny. Yeah, but see, we we used we utilized the fact that we. Had no budget to make it funnier. We got, but anyways, we're going a, well, way off on a tangent. I was going to say, in a way, it was kind of predictive because we had a female Thor. Yes, yeah. we were actually ahead of that, and that was another thing that uh, Jesse had noticed uh, that Marvel seemed to be announcing all of their stuff before they even got to the the Comic Con. They like the week before, there Thor is a woman, and uh, oh, by the way, I did learn what happens and why. Um, uh, I forgot Falcon's real name. Sam Wilson. Uh, why he's stepping in to be the Captain America. Steve Rogers, apparently, somebody did something that where he lost his powers from the mm, Super I Soldier Serum, and he has aged. I heard that, yeah. So, he can't be Captain America, so Sam Wilson is stepping up. Now, I still, I like the Falcon, so I'm going to miss him being the Falcon. You know Steve will be back. Steve time. will be back. Yes, they, They've done know. this to him several times as far as trying to get rid of him. He's not Captain America. He's not. He's always comes back. It's like... He's the Superman of Marvel. You can't get rid of him. It wouldn't be right. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll be back. Now, people were commenting all over uh, the internet that, well, this has happened like seven other times, you know, because we do know that the the Winter Soldier himself was mm-hmm. Captain America when Steve was apparently dead and then came and back. Steve came back for a while. As right. But, but they announced all this before Comic-Con. Which is foolish, in my opinion. Which is, well, I think they wanted to focus their time talking about upcoming movies and uh, upcoming television. Now, here's the thing, though. The, on the the panel, but it's a comic convention. Yeah. Yeah, it's a comic convention, but it's become Hollywood in San Diego. Yeah. And uh, well, I could go off on a whole tangent now, and I guess I will, because it has become. <laughs> I can and I will. Yes. Uh, my podcast, my rules. <laughs> okay, but uh, okay, so it has become a stargazing event. So you have a lot more people showing up just to see celebrities that aren't really necessarily into this sort of thing now i love it when when people who are not really you know whatever comic geeks or whatever come to the movies because the more people that go to the movies and make that movie makes money that means we get more movies Mm -hmm. but some of those people just don't fit into these comic conventions you know whoa whoa whoa. are you trying to tell me that there's limitations on geekdom yeah well because and we you know we like having them visit but okay here's here's the thing i want to get at here we were watching on YouTube this week as I was looking for some Comic-Con information, but they had some footage from here in Kansas City. We have Planet Comic-Con, and there's a couple who came in, and I wanted to deal with this on other issues as well, but, okay, so the guy, they're trying to cosplay, I guess, well, the guy is, he's dressed as Bane, movie-style Bane, to some degree, he's just wearing a t-shirt, and he's got the mask, and it's like, well, okay, well, you're having some fun, but his girlfriend came with him, she's wearing nothing but a black bikini and a cape and says she's Batwoman. Uh, okay, so here, here's the thing. Is that prophetic too? <laughs> here, here's something I, I've kind of noticed. Okay, with you know, with like with 
with what I'm calling cosplay by people who love the character they're cosplaying and cosplay by people who are just, I'm being popular, I'm trying to fit in. Okay, because, and this happens, I think, with a lot of the women who cosplay. Because I've seen some that they do elaborate, awesome costumes that are really a good tribute to the character that they obviously love. And so you love seeing those costumes when you see those pictures. Like, wow, you like Spider-Woman, and you did an awesome job of a Spider-Woman. But then you see, I saw a photo. Okay, this girl apparently was trying to dress as Thor, but all she did... Uh, she kind of had a head thing on, but she just went around. She was wearing like a metal bra, and that's about it. Now, to me, that is not trying to say, ooh, I love Thor. That's trying to say, look at me, look at me, look at me. And most of the fans probably were. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. You have girls that show up that they're costuming in the same fashion as, the, as if it was Halloween, and they have the excuse to dress as slutty as they want. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay? That's exactly the same thing. Exactly the same scenario. Yeah, they're not showing off that they love these characters. They're kind of just really out of place. This is what I've observed from pictures where you have people that put effort into their costumes, then you have and girls that put effort into their costumes, but I think they're getting treated unfairly by girls who show up and just want to be half naked and feel like, oh, look, well, I dressed up and I'm being popular and trendy. But anyway, enough of my tangent. <laughs> we got a lot of actually little news stories things. So if anyone's still listening, hi, Mom. <laughs> I'm stealing your joke, Jesse. I see that. <laughs> I just liked it. Um, oh, come on. Let me click on that. <laughs> what are we, what are you, Philip, what are you doing? He's That's messing it. through my stuff. He's tearing up the, the my, my studio Oops, here. Oops, you broke it. Uh, I'm trying to open up. Well, I guess I can't open up every story as easily as I thought while I'm in here. But uh, there's a couple of stories. I don't know if anything was announced at Comic-Con. But, uh, okay, so Dwayne The Rock Johnson, apparently there has been some confirmation now of him playing Shazam, all better known as Captain Marvel. The, the, the question has been, is he playing Captain Marvel, Shazam, whoever, or is he playing Black Adam? In my personal opinion, he ought to be Black Adam. Yeah, I've been hearing that from some people, that he I, looks like Black he Adam. He does. He would be a perfect Black Adam. Black Adam is an egotistical punk. No offense, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson's character, The Rock, yeah. is an egotistical punk. I never understood why he got popular. And then uh, uh, the whole eyebrow thing, I've seen Black Adam do that before in the comic book, long before The Rock ever was anything. And uh, But I think he would be perfect as Black Adam. But I, honestly, if he's uh, Shazam, Captain Marvel, I'll see that too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently, though, as somewhere along Comic-Con, Rock did, say, I guess, say something that led people to think that he was going for Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it at least has been confirmed that he is that right now setting to be in the he'd movie. He'd be good in that. He really would. So, but I see also, uh, I guess Jesse dug this up. There so there were some cool-looking movie posters for uh, Expendables 3. I can't wait to see that. What do you know about these, Jesse? Uh, other than they look really cool. They're kind of a, I don't want to say a retro. I'm trying to think of the, what the right word is. But they're just fun to look at. <laughs> well, what's in the posters? I'm trying to pull up the uh, the page right now. It's taking time. Uh, actually, there's like ten or twelve different posters, just one of each actor in doing. I'm trying to pull it up also. Um, like I see Harrison Ford in like a red leather jacket, just oh, staring at the camera. Yeah, yeah. Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like they had some fun with the coloration here. A lot of kind of bright, kind of weird artistic, almost nineties looking in a way. Yeah, and here's. Kellen Lutz. I don't know who that is. I've heard the name, but I don't know who he is. He's a real Lutz. Ha ha. Oh, he's a Twilight veteran. Well, wow, oh, there you that, go. There's a reason. 
Jet Lee, of course, Jet coming Lee. back. Nice poster him as well. Um, but yeah, the best way I guess we how we can explain this. Oh, oh and here's no. the whole mess here. Okay, so who's the girl? I hadn't. I uh, have no idea. I love this. There's a girl like, in there. It looks like it's about time a girl came in to you know kick what this some butt. Looks like on this. to me. These guys, the coloring and all, it looks a lot like the GI Joe boxes of the early '90s when they were going for the neon stuff. That's what it looks like. The the neon uh, painting of the GI Joe guys of '91 and all that. Late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, I'd say about wraps it up. Yeah, they're very a lot of bright colors, very weird mixes, and very cool looking. I was going to ask: Is Kelsey Grammer going to crash this movie? And it looks like he is. Yes, Yay, I love Kelsey the fact Grammer. that he's in there. He's just—it's—it's it's kind of weird because he hasn't—he other than playing Beast in the X Men films, but he had a stunt double. He hasn't really done action stuff like this before. I've uh, know someone who's seen it before it's out <laughs> and they mm. said it's, they said it's a great film that's all I, I can say yeah I, I uh, we did mention on the Neverland's uh, web uh, the, the Facebook page that we kill pirates yeah what Captain Hook that's right that's right we ain't killed him we just took a hand Which, off <laughs> now Jesse had a funny comment to that that uh, what was it you had said Jesse do you remember oh gosh <laughs> I don't remember now. Well, it was like, wait a minute, was that in my contract? Wait a minute, I don't have a contract. <laughs> so, but yes, because we're Neverlanders, all grown-ups are pirates. We kill pirates. That's right. <laughs> it just so happens I am a lawyer. Kill the lawyer. I'm not that kind of lawyer. Okay. Really? Oh, that that was Ronda Rousey who was in who's in the movie. I have no idea who that oh, is. Girl. Uh, she's an MMA fighter. Awesome. Okay, there you go. There you go. There All you right. Go. I, I, that's good for I was going to say, at least put a girl in there that yeah, I was you know, glad for some it too. type of action somebody and not just like eye candy. Because there are yeah. some girls that are, can do some action hero stuff. I was waiting to see some. And if they're both, hey, we don't mind that either. Yeah, if they look good <laughs> and can kick some butt, I like it. That's one thing I've, I've kind of liked lately. You've gotten a lot more kind of girls that get to be action hero type people too. Uh, like Chuck, one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was kind of fun having his bodyguard was uh, Yvonne Strahovski kicking some butt. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We even had uh, Gamora, and we had a nice. Uh, I like the name with her Gamora. and Karen. Mm-hmm. You know, her and Gamora and Nebula. Have, of course, you're expecting it. The nice throwdown. <laughs> oh, Phil! I don't know what Phil just said, but I have a feeling it was not appropriate for a family show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sodom and Gamora. I was just talking about. Oh, that, you know. Jeez. There wasn't a character called Sodom. <laughs> He's her brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Phil, the son of Thanos. That's right. <laughs> Oy Well, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, it was there's apparently I don't know if they officially confirmed this, but uh, Kevin Feige did talk about potential Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers team up, That'd and he great. says some stuff about Namor the Submariner finally making an appearance. That would be great. Would be fantastic. Let's see if I can pull up this story here. I want a Dark Hawk movie. Dang it. Yeah, of course you want a Dark Hawk movie there, Phil. Well, like with the Expendables, you know, they try to get like epic, you know, the action heroes. And for the girls, there are a few. You know, they could put it like Scarlett Johansson has done several. I don't know. You know, I don't know if this is true or not because I know they originally were talking about doing only three. Mm -hmm. But Pierce Brosnan was quoted to say that they've talked to him about being in another one, which would be great. He would be. He's in a new action movie that Mm -hmm. looks good, Mr. Uh, November Man. They call it. Mm. Okay, so uh, Kevin Feige was asked about the character of Namor the Submariner because it was rumored that Universal and Legendary were developing a big screen adaptation of the character, which I don't see that happening because really Marvel Studios can handle it now. And, Park, and Feige, said, Feige says that it wasn't true, partially because they own the rights, uh, but it's complicated. 
Uh, and here's a quote from Kevin Feige. Let's put it this way. There are entanglements that make it less easy. There are older contracts that still involve other parties that mean we need to work things out before we move forward on it, as opposed to an Iron Man or any of the Avengers or any of the other Marvel characters, we could just put them in. So I guess uh, Universal Legendary did, uh, you know, somewhere somebody did have some rights to do a Namor at one point and still actually might have some rights? Well, I know about 10 years ago, I kept hearing of the possibilities of there being a Namor film, and I don't know if they already owned the rights then, but they kept talking about how it was going to happen. It kept they make it. I don't remember which company. They just kept saying it is going to happen, but it never did. Well, would he be a good member of the Avengers, you think? I don't know if he's ever been an Avenger. I don't know, but even you know what I honestly think? I think that they what they should do is introduce those characters so that eventually they can have their own film. Yeah. And then yeah. You, who I think would be great is the uh, Inhumans. Yeah, the Inhumans, especially heck, Inhumans actually made appearances in some Guardians of the Galaxy comics. I'd like That's to see right. them introduced. Okay, so anybody around here watch True Blood? Do you watch True Blood, Jesse? I don't watch True Blood at all. Okay, because I have marked out here that Deborah Ann Wall was cast to play Karen Page in Daredevil. Oh, that's cool. But I don't know who she is, but she's in True Blood. Well, I guess we'll move on. I don't even know who Karen Page is. A love interest, perhaps? I know. I, I believe it is a love interest, but I, I know that um, uh, one of the actors from True Blood, the only thing I know about it is that he was first from Smallville, and he, he's the one to play Doomsday. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Did he kill Superman? Well, I won't tell you. Oh. You okay. have to get... Smallville season eight. <laughs> well, what, what slowed me down from watching Smallville, and this is a complaint, season seven. A complaint that I've heard also about Arrow is it's too much CW. There was some of CW that. CW yeah. has its style of things that where you're like, eh. But I love Smallville. I have every episode of Smallville. That's a good show. Of course, it's a Superman. So Superman. Superman. Yeah, yeah. You bet. I, I love that show. It was a great show. Yep. It got a lot better. They're bonding already. There we go. <laughs> because Jesse's a wrestling fan as well. All right, way to go, Mr. Ventura. Wait, wrong Jesse. Wrong Jesse. <laughs> I'm sure... Jesse, wrong body. Yeah, I'm, right. yeah wrong Low body. body. <laughs> I like it. Low body. And I'm sure Jesse has nothing bad to say about any snipers or who's planning suing them. But anyways, a whole different thing, not even a part of our show. Moving on, Comic-Con. Okay, so the complete television series has got an official release date for the old 1966 Batman. Anybody know that date offhand? No, but I want it. I want that DVD collection. I want it. I don't know the exact release date yet. I'm still trying to find that one. I'll dig it out real quick. So I'm uh, thinking same bat channel, same bat that's time. That's it, man. Exactly. The toys Here it is. Them. November 11th, 2014. Just Woo-hoo! in time for Christmas. November 11th. I have to get that. <laughs> now, I have heard there's going to maybe be some special edition types uh, for the package. Um, I But I can't find anything that confirms this, but I have heard you, maybe you could get... It was only two seasons, one, or was it three? Uh, Well, there was a hundred something episodes. Let me see. Yeah, but they had like two episodes a week. Yeah. 120 episodes there. Yeah. Well, uh, is that the entire But either way, the whole series. Yeah, I want that. Absolutely. So so many great villains coming out on that thing that they made up just for the show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Egghead. Egghead. I believe King Tut was one of them that wasn't right. in the comic books yet. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, King Mr. Tut wasn't Freeze was Mr. Freeze. He was already around, but still. Yeah, they kind of developed him and yeah, made, him, made him, fleshed him out. So, okay, now here's something. This is sort of interesting. 
Okay, because I did see on Facebook the, some, there was like an old fan film somebody had den, did of Deadpool, of what they would like it to be, and it was more comic style, a lot of language. I'm pretty sure Disney would, would not let it go that far, but then again, after seeing Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm sure they would allow a little bit of language through a, one of their other studios. But uh, Okay, so apparently there was some behind-the-scenes footage with actually Ryan Reynolds to work on this, because they aren't going to do another Deadpool movie that is confirmed, and apparently some test footage accidentally got leaked now, now they managed to get this pulled off the internet, but apparently that you can. I did see a photo now of Ryan Reynolds, and he was doing some motion capture, and they were kind of testing some stuff. Now, hopefully, because with um, X Men: Days of Future Past, they managed to hit the reset button. Maybe they can fix their Deadpool and make him the way he should be instead of some weird thing with the swords in his arms that doesn't make sense that he can bend his elbows anymore. You know, weird thing that they did. What is Deadpool? That's a good question. <laughs> With Deadpool, because he is a what is, you know. But uh, he is known as the Merc with the Mouth. Uh, he, I... I I believe that they've mixed him a little bit with Wolverine. I don't know if he was a mutant before. I'm not sure of the whole story. I can't remember. But he has some serious regeneration ability, uh, and he's he's basically he's 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 a one man comedy show that can kill you. Uh, I've only read a little bits of Deadpool. I I probably would be a Deadpool fan if I paid more attention to him. But I know he's immensely popular because he's very very funny. He's got a weird goofy sense of humor. He's a little bit crazy. If you read any of his comics, he frequently talks and breaks the fourth wall, and he's talking to you, the reader, himself directly, and then forgets that, oh, yeah, other people can hear him because he might be sneaking up on some bad guy and be like, oh, this idiot will never see me coming, and the guy will turn around, who are you talking to? <laughs> you know, so the frequently like stuff like that. like a character I made long ago. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so that's Deadpool for you, and uh, they did have Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, uh, but they... they Really butchered the character by the end of the movie by having him, you know, being all doctored up no and giving mouth. a teleport. Yeah, having no mouth, being able to teleport, having Cyclops's eye power. I don't know what that thought they thought they were doing, but a lot of Deadpool fans were very unhappy. I was kind of unhappy. I was like, "This is not Deadpool." So, huh. oh, here's something uh, we haven't even. I've, I've jumped out of the realm of some Comic Con stuff, but I just some other news things that I found out. But. Uh, Okay, Bridesmaids director Paul, Paul, I don't know how to say his name, Feig or Feig, but he's right now, he's a top choice for Ghostbusters 3. Hmm. Now, I don't know if he's been officially hired yet, but he, apparently he's top of the list. Now, the thing that would concern me, uh, and I, I don't know what, what's going on with scripting, because, you know, Harold Ramis, I don't think yeah. he's gotten a chance to, to write anything beforehand, I don't know. But Bridesmaids was, you know, a hard, you know, like an R comedy. I don't get, I don't tend to go to R, R comedies myself. Not anymore, no. Um because they're they're really out there anymore, uh, so that would worry me that Ghostbusters three that they would forget that hey this should be you know keep it to a PG like the other ones. Well, were. hopefully that hopefully they won't because uh, they could sell a lot of merchandise to children, and I'm hoping that yeah. the money aspect of that will win out in the end. Yeah, if you make an R movie out of it, you can't sell the merch necessarily. Now the older fans might go still. At, oh, it's R rated because you uh, decided to throw a bunch of inappropriate for my kid humor. But you know, they'd probably still buy stuff. But yeah, have you heard anything, Jesse? We got to give Jesse and Heather a chance to talk on. this, Oh well, too. the next one that you got listed there, Anna McCaffrey. I've read Dragon Riders of Perm. Yes, I wanted to ask you about that. Okay, yeah. see, I just spotted this today, but they're actually going to make movies based on the Dragon Riders of Pern series by Anne McCaffrey. Have you ever read these, Jesse? No, I have never heard of these Me either. I've they, read them. They're read older books. Yeah, the um, and there's actually the series is pretty huge, and 
Um, when I started reading them, I wasn't really sure there was a beginning, um, and but they do kind of go sequentially. But it's it's basically you've got um, some humans who live on a, a planet. I mean, they're human-like. It's not really a, a, a planet Earth or anything. They're you know it's definitely an alien planet, and you have. Uh, there is, um, and I forget what they call it, like little silver threads that fall from the sky, but they burn everything and they destroy everything. The only thing that can... Well, don't tell the whole story. People might want to see it. the movie. Well, I'm just giving the premise of this, okay? <laughs> the dragons are what saves them and then the humans link up. That's just the whole series. The whole series of books is that way. Where the the riders and the dragons bond and there's some changes over time, you know, of the size of the dragons and things like that. Um, I don't know which book they're starting with. The picture that I saw, it looked like, um, you know, kind of like the very, very beginning of, you know, the Dragon Riders Discovery of the Dragons. And I would think that's a good place to start at the very beginning, you know. Well, Whatever the first book she published would be, I would think they'd start there. Yeah, well, I have, when I was reading them, I didn't know where the first one was, so I kind of just jumped in and got into a storyline. But then later I found, oh, okay, this is kind of like a prequel to where I jumped in on the books. But they're really good books if you like sci-fi, if you like dragons. It's a little combination of fantasy and sci-fi together. Now, hopefully they don't take in as example uh, Aragon, which was a good book. The movie was awful. So hopefully they learn to say, okay, make sure you don't mess around too much with it. Uh, okay, well, we'll keep on going. Okay, uh, Philip, you're the DC guy. Yeah, I'm a nerd. The Flash yes. is going to have Kelly Fry. I don't know who she is. Uh, but she's going to be playing Plastique, a villain for The Flash. Uh, yeah, Plastique. If, if I remember right, because it's been a long time since I read The Flash, at least almost ten years. Uh, I don't know why eight or nine. But anyway, Plastique, I'm pretty sure... Uh, if I remember right, uh, it was a, a woman whose face would change a thing. I could be thinking of the wrong character. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She had like the mask thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But I could be thinking of the wrong character. Because I've read be. some Flash. Yeah. I just remember, I know the name, and I'm, uh, there's, I am thinking about the one that had the mask on. He had a lot, He has some of the greatest foes, and I think if they put this in the TV show, it'd be great. Yeah, apparently they're planning to put a lot of them in the I want to see Mirror show. Master. I want to see Captain Cold. I want to Captain see Captain Cold was cast. Yeah, I want to see Captain Boomerang. There's a lot of captains he fight. <laughs> I want to see the Trickster. I don't know how they ever do better than Mark Hamill did on the old series, but anyway, I want to see the Trickster. I want to see Gorilla Grodd. I want to see all these wonderful, uh, goofy characters that are so much fun. Now they did test the pilot out at Comic Con, and apparently people were walking away kind of. Eh. Well, so but they have time to fix it up before they air it. Well. Arrow, they've changed a lot with Arrow. Some of it I really like. Some of it I don't. But it's just that maybe, you know, I'm an old school fan. So maybe they've changed a lot in his origins nowadays. I don't know. I just know they've changed a lot in the show. But it was still a good enough show that I looked past a lot of it. You know, they gave him a lot of villains that actually belonged to many other people. You know, uh, but that's okay. It's a pretty good show. I hope that Flash is a good show. I think it could be. I think Arrow, they're using the strength of some Batman villains a little bit. Batman there too. villains. Uh, now, my question about that actually is what's going to be the better show, The Flash or Gotham? Oh, Gotham. Gotham <laughs> the only problem with Gotham, the way I see it, is kind of like with Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. When you start so young with the character, basically it's going to be about everybody else but the character. Yeah, it's not. A, it's about J- Jim Gordon. Yeah, more than It's a Jim Gordon show, which will be cool. Yeah. But apparently Comic-Con, the, the pilot went over very well for Gotham. Good, good, good. 
So, yeah, I, it would have been kind of cool to go to the DC thing. They just showed their pilots for, uh, I think they showed their first episode for Arrow, if I remember what I've heard. They showed the Flash pilot, and they showed the Gotham pilot. And pilot, the the Gotham went over very well. Flash, they were kind of, eh. Arrow, they were kind of, eh. Well, Constantine, apparently, they did also, I think, show that one. And I've heard that, that people were not very satisfied with that. I'm not familiar with that character. For so years, I really I have a, I've so. thought that uh, one of the things that DC should have done for years and years now, ever since Batman the Animated Series, I thought that they should have made a Flash animated series. Green Lantern, they kind of did, but they, they didn't do it like they did Batman. Uh, you know they did Superman. I always thought they should do a Wonder Woman one and and things like that. Yeah, they had the Justice League. We get to see some of those characters, but they had, there are so many shows they could have made Aquaman. This way, everybody would get to know the characters or villains. Yeah, because that's what happened. Batman was already huge, of course, but '92 after uh, the uh, Batman Returns and they brought out that series. All these characters, not very many people except for us deep geeks, knew much about Scarecrow, yeah. knew much about Mr. Freeze, knew about, but, or Man Bat, you know, I did because I'm an idiot. But the, <laughs> yeah. the fans are suddenly becoming a fan of those of Two-Face suddenly became huge again, you know, and, uh, and I'm thinking, yeah, see, that's why having a show like that is so important for, uh, for the make more fans. That's yeah. what Marvel's been really good about. Making movement and lots of fans. That DC needs to pick up on, in my opinion. And what I love telling the ones that are just, oh, well, I've really been enjoying the movies, I tell them, you know, if you really like that character, every month you can read something about that character. And you don't have to wait for the next movie. You know, so I'm trying to encourage them, like, hey, especially because those people, they like to show up Comic-Cons. Hey, while you're there, buy something, read it. I guarantee you'll like it. i got to encourage you guys. If you're loving these movies, come and buy a comic. Because there's a lot of people put a lot of work into those, and so and I think people would really I know enjoy a lot of people if they just who, give it a chance. I know a lot of people who say, "I don't care about the comics." Uh, to me, they should have only ever made the movies. I remember someone saying this about about saying that Zach thing when they saw Iron Man, the very oh, first one. Sakes. I said, "Well, to be frank, if it weren't for all the mm-hmm. wasted years on comics, you wouldn't have this movie." Yep. Right. If, yeah. So, so therefore, that doesn't make any sense. I can't <laughs> believe somebody was dumb enough to say that. I know, but that's how people. Wow. Are. Okay, I'm. I'm going to kind of just touch on this. I found this because I don't know who he is. Um, I forgot. I think it said what he'd been in, but Simon Cassianitis. Uh, he's playing a major recurring role in Marvel's Agents of Shield in this season. I don't know any more than that, so I'm just going to kind of go past it. But you'll see the guy. If you're a fan of his, be excited. He's going to be on the show. But okay, his name is Bakishi. Bakishi. Is that the character? That's a character's name. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. Well, Agents of Shield though they've created a lot of characters, really. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of threw a lot of people off with Agents of Shield. I knew exactly what I was expecting because it's about Shield. Uh, but a lot of people were like, "Where's the superpower guys?" I thought it was going to be a superhero show. No, it's about Shield. I didn't Shield expect, is a bunch of humans. I didn't expect that. But the, at first, I got to be honest, I, I wasn't deep in it because the stories were starting off so slow. It reminded me a lot of uh, of uh, Enterprise season one. Where <laughs> they had they, to introduce everything first. Well, not just to introduce it, but they're wanting it to be slow and purposely in Enterprise because it was supposed to be the beginning of spacecraft and all that yeah. stuff. So everything was supposed to be slow and boring a little bit, but. Uh, I'm hoping by the end of, of the Shield first season, uh, it started getting really good. Yeah, they started picking it up, and I'm hoping season two's like that. Oh yeah, they got to just hit the ball running. I don't want to do something stupid like Heroes did, which was their their idea was okay. We ended season one great, so now we need to in season two start it off just like we did season one, where no one knows what's going on. And I thought that, and it was a big mistake. That's what caused a lot of fandom to go down. So yeah. But they're, they're trying to bring heroes back. Yeah, they now. are, and it's a lot of the same cast, even. Okay, now we're going to jump right on into things that were announced at Comic-Con. Um, 
And hopefully I've got this link going to exactly what I want it to be. Uh, it's unfortunate that I can't... Oh, well, there's a description. Okay, I've heard about this, but they had, I guess, a little teaser for Batman vs. Superman. Jesse, did you hear anything about this? No, I've missed that one. Okay, I'm going to get you more involved in this conversation because <laughs> Philip and I can dominate this thing. Apparently, mm-hmm. all it was, though, was... Hi, Heather. Superman, <laughs> Superman and Batman staring at each other with glowing eyes. That was their teaser. I heard about but, that. A photo was released of Wonder Woman. Looking good. Now the complaints. I did hear about that. I did see that. Now the complaints I have heard is that she looks like Xena because it's a brown color. But apparently, some people have gone and managed to remove the computer doctoring that was done and notice no the the, yeah, the actual color. Yeah, the actual colors are there, but it's the filter they used yeah. that made it dark and made it kind of look brownish. Now, I was surprised they showed a full costume because they've been really cagey about showing the new bat suit. Although, yeah. apparently, at Comic Con, they did have a cowl uh, there yeah. with the small ears that everybody could look at. But as much as they were hiding stuff, my cousin sent, sent me this picture and I said, like, is this for real? You know, because it, it looks very cool, but I was like, I, surpri- I was surprised they'd show that much. Uh, now, there's also a picture here of. Uh, of Superman, how he's going to look. Now, it looks like they kind of expanded parts of the S and made kind of the middle part wider, and they've kind of slicked his hair back. He's still missing the signature curl, though. Yeah. The the thing I had the biggest problem with, at least in the first film, as far as his outfit goes, I think his belt should have been red or something, just because the coloring of it was so... Yeah. It just didn't look right. It's like he looked like Superman without necessarily I hope he's more like, like Superman, Superman in this one than he was in that, the other one. Oh, speaking of Arrow, by the way, this was announced at Comic-Con, and this is yet again another barred villain. Ray Sal Ghul is going to be in the third season of Arrow. Heard they're going to put him in there. Now, Jesse and Heather would be familiar with Ray Sal Ghul. Yeah. Yeah. Ross. Yeah, they called him Ross Al Ghul in the Batman Begins. He's been called a lot of things. Ray. Yeah. There was your cue to jump in there. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. I mean... Heather has no opinion here. How about you, Jesse? It's a, he's a cool villain. I mean, what, he kind of seems like an equal opportunist, so he could, you know, go into other, you know, worlds or other, you know, uh, it's not another other, world. Other it's just heroes, a different whatever. guy. <coughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember who he is. It's been a while since I saw Batman Begins. Liam Neeson. Oh. Spoiler! Lovely. Nine years later. Now, now my question would be: Now, I haven't been watching Arrow. I'm not really a fan of Green Arrow, but maybe I should check it out. Who knows? But I've heard it's very CW, and that turns me off really quick. But what is? Well, it's not as good as One Tree Hill. What are you going to do? Oh yeah, Philip was (laughs) a big fan of One Tree Hill. Yeah, we used to call him One One Tree Tree Phil. Phil. It's actually his email address. But uh, okay. Um, Tell everybody that. (laughs) uh, You're going to make me forget what I was saying. Um, Okay, it's gone. It's gone. Moving on, then. You're welcome, folks. <laughs> oh, and it was important, too. Uh, oh, coming. here's the question. Okay. Now, the Batman Begins, Christopher Nolan kept it so serious that there was no indication that of a Lazarus pit where Ray Sal Ghul, or Ra's al Ghul, uh, dips himself in there and regenerates and has lived for centuries because he regenerates in a Lazarus pit. I wonder if they will go that far in the Arrow series. Now, you've watched some Arrow, haven't mm-hmm. you, Philip? Are they trying to be super serious, or are they going ahead and letting a little bit of the comic fun in there? At first, it seemed really serious, but they also, at that point, you know, uh, 
it was all about him, and he doesn't have any powers or anything. Green Arrow, uh, and then they eventually they brought in Black Canary. I have not yet seen that Black Canary has her ability to that high pitched scream, that sonic but, scream thing. But I'm hoping that eventually they'll go there. And now that they have the Flash, I kind of have hopes <coughs> that they're going to start nerding it up a bit. <coughs> Yeah, because the Flash, you can't get away from powers. No, not at all. And he and he started in Green Arrow. I mean, in Arrow. So. Yeah, as Barry Allen, even. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, that's right. Very cool. All righty. Um, this is really neat. Now, okay, if you go see Guardians of the Galaxy and stay till the very end, which, yes, you should, it will say that they will return in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And apparently they announced it at Comic-Con, but no one was really surprised. But I do have a release date. Good. July 28th, 2017. There you go. We have three years in. Yes, and of course, I'm, I think that will be before the third Avengers film because Probably. I, uh, since they're going with Thanos in the third Avengers film, I think that also gives them time to develop Thanos a little bit more and maybe a little bit more about the Infinity Stones as they're calling it, but the Infinity Gems. They yeah, can have time to develop idea. that. Yeah, but we won't say anything else because I don't want to spoil anything for Jesse. Seemed like with the Infinity Gems, didn't they put that in an old car collection or something or a, one of the games that we had? I just remember Marvel Superheroes arcade game was all yes. about. The Infinity Gems. I remember those as soon as I saw them, I was like, oh, I recognize him. Yes. Now, here's my question about that. You and I have questioned many times before why Thanos' eyes change color. Yes. They're blue, then they're red, then they're silver. Sometimes purplish. Yeah, so that's why. Seems like like they're different colors. Although the Marvel Wikipedia does have a specific color. They say say red. Uh, Yeah, I think so. But I was wondering if maybe the stones had something to do with that. It could be because, well, I don't want to say. Go watch Guardians of the Galaxy and see what happens when somebody uses one of the stones. Moving on. All right. So Kevin Feige also talked the future of the Marvel so Cinematic spoilers. Universe. I'm not spoiling nothing. I just told people to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go and and I'm sure people who have seen it now. Uh, did everybody see that Entertainment Weekly photo where they actually showed what Ultron is going to look like? A lot like the comic book. A lot like the comic with some red highlights. Very scary looking. I, I suspect, you know, you and I have talked about this before, how Ant-Man should be involved before that. Well, I have a feeling that he is because I saw a uh, some pages of designs of outfits and one of them was an Ant-Man outfit. So I, I suspect that Michael Douglas will appear somewhere in the Avengers 2. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the article I'm There's finding here doesn't right have a whole lot of uh, big information on what's coming ahead that we didn't know about. It'll but, probably be after the credits. Yeah, there's a, a funny the last quote they have from Kevin Feige when the, they interviewed him here with superhero hype. It says, "If Guardians works, that will be the franchise to meet other cosmic folk, and we meet them in that, and they then they'll work. We'll get another." Uh, I'd say Guardians worked. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we could get Fantastic Four with it. But so, but here's the thing. Though. So we have the franchise where we can meet other cosmic folk. Mm-hmm. So that gives you a lot of good indication that they could really take this a lot of places and Nova. introduce a lot of new characters. I don't know if they can get the Silver Surfer back. Well, right now it's still in the hands of the others. Yeah, it's still in the hands of Fox. But if they don't touch the character for long enough, I think that they lose the rights. So. No offense, Fox. I hope your upcoming film fails miserably. Yeah, Fantastic Four <laughs> apparently has wrapped shooting. Yeah. Although they're not calling it Fantastic Four. No. I don't know what they're calling it, but I'm calling it not worth my time. Fantastic Failure. Fantastic they're calling failure. it not Disney's. Yeah. Disney so far killing it because letting Marvel Studios just run their thing. <coughs> <coughs> It's, oh, I'm sorry. I'm still getting over this cold, guys. Or the cough is just not going away. Uh, Marvel did 
release some plans for a Star Wars comic. Now, I've heard Yay. something about re-releasing the old comics. They, they should. I have some copies of them, but Dark Horse has the credit for it, even though it was a Marvel comic at the time. Uh, I think we have some. I think we were at some I still have a slew. comic book convention, like small. I actually have toys books. made to look like them from the comics. Uh, but uh, yeah, I remember seeing those. Okay, so now here's the thing: Dark Horse has kind of had the rights to it. I've seen comic Star Wars comics made by by different companies. But uh, okay, so here's some new series. Apparently, the first new series is simply titled Star Wars. It will be written by Jason Aaron and illustrated by John Cassidy, and it's focusing uh, focusing on the heroes from the original trilogy. Cool. Uh, and the series is going to pick up after the events of the Battle of Yavin. And it's coming January 2015. Yay! A second ongoing series is going to be called Star Wars Darth Vader. It's going to be written by Kieran Gillen and drawn by Salvador La Roca. It's going to focus on the Dark Lord of the Sith, his efforts to recover his footing, prestige, and favor with Emperor Palpatine and the Empire in the aftermath of the Battle of Yavin. That's mm-hmm. coming in February. So it seems like maybe all three of these are going to pick up. Sounds kind of fun. That. Uh, yeah, yeah I guess, idea. so yeah, I guess they're not idea. necessarily going to reprint the old ones, but maybe they will. But apparently three new series. But uh, a five-issue miniseries called Star Wars Princess Leia, which is coming in March 2015, written by Mark Wade and drawn by Terry Dodson. Very cool. Uh, and it's going to follow Leia's rise from princess to rebel leader. Sounds a good cool. idea. Cool. Sounds yeah. good. So, yes, three new titles now. Uh, and good there's art. some really cool artwork here uh, uh, out there that I really wish I could show people. But uh, I can't over an audio. Maybe I'm going to have to do a YouTube version of the show where I can actually show images. Because there's some really cool artwork that shows how this is going to look. Very exciting. It actually, the artwork actually does look like the actors. Good. Which is great. <laughs> okay, Ant-Man's helmet was, by the way, revealed on the floor of Comic-Con. Um, yeah, it's probably based more off the new Ant-Man, isn't he? I haven't seen the new Ant-Man. Uh, he, well, just now they have him looking a little more robotic and everything. Then He's not robotic, but I just mean the mask and everything. He does, it's not quite like the original old kind, but it's still cool. Yeah, it does look very cool. It's just yeah. kind of neat they showed the helmet off. Uh, you did see that picture I had up on screen earlier. So, mm-hmm. overall impression? Yeah, oh, it looks pretty good so far. I was, uh, at first, I was a little irritated that it wasn't the original Ant Man until I heard that he is at least involved. Yeah, Hank's going to be in there as a mentor. Michael Douglas, one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> now, okay, I'm. this was something else that was announced at Comic Con. <laughs> I love this. Because I like cool. what they did with Godzilla. I have heard other podcasts where there where there's some people who didn't like the Godzilla I liked it. movie. I thought it was good. It was fantastic. It was, it was fun. But okay, Godzilla will once again be rejected. You know, it's going to come back with Gareth Edwards, same director, and it's going to feature Rodan, Mothra, and Ghidorah. Yay! Holy snot! And here's a quote Lots of from a guy fighting. named Ed Douglas who, who actually talked about the, the teaser. <laughs> okay, background discussion. <laughs> Only one of us can talk at once. You know, I was actually warned once by a guy. I was like, hey, when hosting, if you're going to have multiple people, be prepared to lose control of the show. That, yeah, I was just saying it's like one of those, one of those, uh, those blessed claws when you have Holy Snot. Holy Snot. You've blessed your Kleenex. It's like the Holy Water. Okay, but anyways, a quote about describing the teaser, because apparently there was some sort of teaser given, but it says, from Ed Douglas, he says, they showed a bunch of old newsreel footage similar to the opening credits, but it was interspersed with the tag, there is still one secret that remains hidden. There are others, and then we see a shadow of what's clearly Rodan with the words Codename Rodan. Then they show the old Mothra with the title Codename Mothra. And lastly, Codename Ghidorah. Monarch assessment, conflict imminent. Followed by the words, let them fight. Ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah, so it sounds like maybe the humans are going to say, oh, look at all these different monsters. We can't do anything. Let the monsters just kill each other. 
Sounds great because that's something I, I I wanted to see more of in that in that Godzilla movie. Did you see that, Jesse? I did not see the movie yet. I I'm kind of waiting for the DVD on that one. Yeah. Well, it yeah, though. it's good. But that was one. If I had any complaint, it would be that when when we start getting the monsters actually starting to fight, it's happening in the background and we're focused on the humans. It wasn't until like later on that we finally starting to see a good old fashioned monster throwdown. So that's be my only complaint. So maybe we'll get to see a little bit monster fighting this time. But what I'm hearing, it won't it won't be for a while though, because isn't um, isn't he going to do one of the Star Wars movies first? Yes, I've heard something about Gareth Edwards is working on another project, and I think it is Star Wars. I think he is going to do something. Uh, I can't remember off, so I, so I will not confirm or deny. But I think you might be right about that. So okay. it might be a while before we see some more monsters. Might be a little while, but there's plenty of Marvel action and Star Wars stuff to tide us over while we're waiting. Uh, in fact, some Marvel action, Guardians of the Galaxy, there was some test footage of an animated series. A short 60-second world premiere opens with rain falling on a futuristic cityscape uh, with a lot of neon lights. But apparently, yeah, they showed some stuff at Comic-Con for an animated series of Yay. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not surprised following this weekend's premiere. Yeah, it's kicking off huge. This, Like I said, my biggest hope about this film, not just because I enjoyed the characters and all that stuff, I, my biggest hope was also that uh, this will give Marvel the opportunity to start opening up less known characters. You know, I had a guy argue with me, not necessarily argue with me, but disagree with me, saying that it's foolish to use smaller, unknown uh, characters because they get you get less money that way. And I thought, I didn't say it, but I want to say, brother, that's how you make them well known. Exactly. <laughs> Captain America and Spider-Man, all of them weren't always well known. Right. <laughs> and there were people who didn't even know who Iron Man was. That's exactly right. I was, so. I was always looked at as a nerd when I talk about Iron Man. Yeah, like, who? Yeah. I, I admit, I didn't know who he was when they started the oh. first film. It's like, why are they doing this character? Exactly. exactly. But you saw the movie and you loved him, right? Eventually, yes. Eventually? Eventually yes. First movie didn't quite click with you? I, I actually didn't see it till. Actually, my boss told me to watch these those movies before I saw the Avengers. Ah. So he loaned them all to me before I went to go see the Avengers. And I think there probably are still some other people who saw the Avengers but hadn't seen the other movies. And yeah. they're like, wait a minute, who are these characters? I need to go yeah. watch this. Well, I think Marvel is smart about the way that they're inter- interacting and interlacing these characters together. And they you know, pull them together. So like you, know, like you said, with the Avengers, you know, we need to go back. Oh, okay, who's this Thor person? Who's Iron Man? Who's, you know, if you don't know about it... And then they can expand. I mean, I think it's just a real smart way they're playing. I had people complain about this thing, but I didn't see the other things. Well, go see them then. Yeah. It's not a big, you, go you can watch them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, heck, I would you know, I'll invite you over. I have a Blu-ray of it. Come watch. <laughs> we'll have a good time. We'll, we, we, we actually introduced Philip's wife into the Star Wars that way. She's like, you've never seen Star Wars? You're coming over and sit I'm going to make her watch him again. She's still not a big fan, and that's fine. She didn't have to be a big oh, fan. Oh, we know she liked it. But she, she liked, liked it when she was watching it. Well, yeah. mostly she liked the the handsome me watching it. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay. I like that. Slingshot. Yeah, here's uh, some nice uh, image work. Cool Apparently, one. there was a little bit about Star Wars Rebels. Now, I have I haven't really necessarily gone into this on the show because I haven't really tracked down a lot of information because I was I didn't want to spoil for myself. But we are planning. I have been in talks with the uh, the two folks from Skywalking through Neverland because they're big. They're, they're, they kind of focus a lot more on Star Wars than I do, and I will be sitting down with them within the next few weeks and recording a show, and we'll talk all about Star Wars Rebels, and you'll get all kinds of fun information. But uh, apparently there's a guy named Simon Kinberg who is working on this. 
Uh, it's going to be on Disney XD. I'm not sure when it premieres, but the, okay. Apparently, they're some they're using some bases from the original, and this might hopefully mean something to some people. But Ralph McQuarrie designs from the first Star Wars. Oh, did he do the design? They actually made a toy line based off his art. They actually made twenty all based mm-hmm. off his art. But know? apparently they're using a little bit of his inspiration, and apparently even J.J. Abrams is using some inspiration in the uh, in the new films from oh, Ralph good. McQuarrie's original designs. That's cool. He did that Ooh. with Star Trek films, so he might as well with... Uh... Sure. <laughs> he so, might yeah. as well make the Star Wars movie look like a Star Wars movie, too. Apparently there was some footage. <laughs> I haven't seen this yet of J.J. Abrams. He's following up with you know the charity that you can... If you donate to charity, you could come and be on the set and have a, a walk-on or something. That's fine. Apparently he did... You could see behind him somebody getting into... What in the world? What is that? <laughs> Sound like... Uh, Motorcycle by my apartment complex. Oh, okay. It's, it just sounded like this ominous like sound of doom. It was the ominous monster. sound of doom. Doom. Welcome to my world. I kind of just ignore it all. Yeah. Oh, As they would have said on Communicore Weekly, the ghost whistle. So, hopefully, somebody listens to that show and knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, okay. All alone, brother. But uh, but apparently behind JJ crickets. Yeah, crickets. It's a good show. Y'all should listen. Communicore Weekly. Uh, it's a half-hour Disney-themed show. But anyway, uh, behind him, you could see somebody getting into what looked kind of like an X-Wing, but it looked like Ralph McQuarrie's version of an X-Wing, and it only apparently has two engines that people can see instead of four engines. So you know, people have been talking about that. Very, very exciting. But here's the interesting. Uh, they asked, a superhero hype asked uh, Simon Kinberg, how far before the first Star Wars does Rebels take place? Here is the answer Kinsberg gives him, because I've been curious about this. He says, oh, I don't know if I can. I will say that the question will be answered in the series. It's a few years, and one of the great things about having original characters is, is that they can, can even continue on having adventures concurrent with the original trilogy if people like them enough to keep watching them that long. So, very interesting. The only things I know is about somebody named Ezra is Force-sensitive, and then there's somebody named the Inquisitor who Vader has has him working on tracking and hunting down the Jedi to kill them. Now, something I would like to see... Okay, did anybody else besides me play the Force Unleashed? Only for a short while at my friend's house. That was it. How about you, Jesse? You, no, I didn't play that game. Okay. No. The Force Unleashed featured Darth Vader's apprentice. Yeah, I remember that. And you were playing as his apprentice, and he was eventually training you up to uh, to come and kill the Emperor. Now, during the course of it, he assigns... Uh, I forgot his... Wait, did you say Darth Vader or um, Donald Trump? Darth Vader, did I say... Okay, ah, Should apprentice. Ah, I was about to say, did I actually say that? But no. Okay, Jesse makes the funny. You're fired. <laughs> exactly. You are fired. Be choked. <laughs> Be thou choked. Okay. You me for the last time. Exactly. But okay, so so Starkiller, which is funny they give him that name because that was actually Luke's original last yeah, name. Yeah, that's right. So Starkiller, the key, character you play as, actually is assigned by Darth Vader to create a rebellion. By finding the people of the early beginnings of development, and so you actually kind of help found the rebellion. But in through the course of the game, uh, Star Killer kind of changes his loyalties and realizes he's been uh, mistreated badly by Darth Vader. And Darth Vader is actually the guy who killed his own father, who was a Jedi. Uh, spoilers, I know, but you gotta need to go play the Force Unleashed. I've I have those parts. I haven't played the second one yet, but so but basically he does turn on Vader by the end of it and sacrifices himself, and they use the symbol of his family as this insignia for the rebellion. Now, 
I know George Lucas was very happy with that story. Now, since things have changed on what's considered canon, I don't know if that storyline is considered canon, but I'm wondering if they can maybe, in Star Wars Rebels, bring in Starkiller and and use a little bit of that storyline of some of the early beginnings of the Rebellion. That'd be fun. I would love to see it. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one who can really have an opinion because I'm the only one who played the I full actually, game. <laughs> I think it was you who had me play that game, now that I think about it. May have had you try it out on the yeah. Xbox. Yeah, buddy. No, it's on the it. PS3, brother. you got to go. But overall, there's a, there's a lot of information to be had about this. I don't know all the information. The animation style, uh, it looks very... It, it has... That it's computerized, like like Clone Wars was, but it it, it the colors seem brighter, more kind of highlighted tones, so it almost looks like they colored it by hand a little more. You know, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me just looking at this one picture you're having up here. It reminds me a lot of the original sketches that I've seen that George Lucas had drawn, had somebody draw for him. Ralph McQuarrie, that, is that, that Ralph guy. The, yes. the, the coloring and all that, mm-hmm. kind of dull in certain areas, but yet uh, interesting and yes, lots of bright kind of colors. Looks like it's going to be an awesome, awesome show. But we'll learn more about that when I get the uh, Sarah and Richard on here to talk about it because I'm sure they followed it closer than I have. Okay, I have a couple of older stories. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, 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 Agents of Shield, September twenty third, Tuesdays. That's when they're beginning. Oh, oh, I almost thought I was done with everything Comic Con. Okay, now Jesse, you may have seen this because uh, you're a WWE fan. Okay, WWE showed up, of course, at Comic Con cool. to show off some of their new toys. Yay! We like <laughs> new toys. Yes. Well, for the first time ever. And forever. Go ahead. <sighs> Let it go, Philip. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> oh, that's cold. <laughs> it's practically oh. frozen. You're a bit of a fixer upper. <laughs> Oi, this, this podcast is going to be a bit of a fixer upper the way we're going. <laughs> so, those of you still listening, hi, mom. <laughs> Which is weird that I use that joke because my mom's been gone for a few years now. She still might be listening. She still won't be listening. Yeah. Well, anyways, but they announced a Sting figure to hey, and to help them announce this. That's going on my wall. <laughs> to help them announce this. Okay. Now let me describe this because you can find this on YouTube on WWE's YouTube channel. So they have this panel out there, and uh, Michael Cole is doing the announcing. Sitting there is Hulk Hogan Brother. and Daniel Bryan. Sting comes out. Everybody goes crazy. He comes by, pats Hogan on the shoulder. Hogan gets up. He hugs Hulk Hogan. That's right, brother. He passes by <laughs> Daniel Bryan, pats Daniel Bryan on the shoulder, then passes by Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan awkwardly stands up expecting a hug and is left hanging there. And then, <laughs> and then awkwardly sits right back down while Sting is pointing with his bat to the crowd. Well, you got to understand, though, Sting and Hogan have a history. Right. Uh-huh. No, no. Daniel Bryan probably has not met Sting. No, or at least not. Yeah, as a, not much. They're acquainted, yeah. I'm sure. It was enough to where Sting did pat him on the shoulder, like, "Hey, how you doing, Daniel?" Mm-hmm. Or Brian, because his real name's Brian, Brian Danielson. Is. But hey, Brian Danielson. Ha, Danielson. <laughs> so, but how awesome is that Sting showing up? And it, it was his first Comic Con as well. Well, that's great. Which is that's cool. And, a, and finally a figure. I, You know, I might actually have to go buy that one. They, they've made some figures before. Some of the old companies have made figures. Yeah. But, but it was a. Uh, they were making figures of uh, wrestlers that just will never have a WWE figure, and we always assumed that would be Sting. But now that he has one, I want to get—I want a classic one too. I'm thrilled in the new game. You get both the classic and the pro-like yeah. one. I wonder if they'll make a, a classic Sting figure. I hope they do. They did in the other series that the other company. Yeah, made. yeah. 
So now, is that because I don't know if anywhere that you can find the entire panel. I was they were just showing some highlights on the panel of Sting I know this coming out. The week the WWE 2K15 folks are going to start showing things a little bit every day for the next month or so. Pretty much. So awesome. Uh, we have some older stories we didn't quite get to on a previous episode. But uh, the only thing that I think I'm really going to pull out from this, because some things have changed as far as, like, uh, like you know, Ant-Man and stuff. But one thing, I want to throw this out to Philip. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the writers of, of X-Men First Class yeah. are going to write the Power Rangers movie. Oh, really? Really. Well, you know what? I, I used to like the Power Rangers because it was so bad. It was so bad. I almost oh, you liked like Amy it. Joe Johnson. That's well, what you liked. Hey, hey I, I deny nothing. But I will say <laughs> this. I will say this. The truth is, I enjoyed the old show because it was so horribly bad, I couldn't help but like it. It was uh, it was kind of like a wannabe Voltron combined with uh, yeah. the style of some of the old Godzilla type of films. You know, the because the, yeah. it was filmed over there. But anyway, uh, some of it was. But anyway, yeah, I kind of couldn't help but like it back then. But it was a horrible show that I loved. I think if they have better writers, it could be a great animal yeah, show. Yeah, that makes me wonder, because I was not a fan of Power Rangers, but with those two writers, they did such a good job, I'm thinking, you know, this might just be a good story. Every time they show it, it'll be wonderful. No. Now, what you cannot see at home, kids, is uh, Philip throwing his hands around in that crazy morphin style. Yeah, every other war they had to have a, a fist go in the air or go in front of them or... Well, that's because you couldn't see their faces, and it was the they Japanese hat. The hands. Now, how about you, Jesse? Were you a fan of Power Rangers? Uh, that was, I was just a little bit too old for Power Rangers. I never did get into Sadly, that. Sadly, I was too, but I still watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was too busy watching Batman. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. Batman had an animated series, and we were not too old for that one. Yeah, Truth is, is what happened was I couldn't stand the Power Rangers when they first came on. But the next year, I started working at a daycare center. I was watching children and all. And you either got on board with the kids liking Barney, or you got on board with the kids liking Power Rangers, or you got on board with all the other workers who were women uh, liking uh, romantic novels or... or, um, Oh, soap opera. So I chose Power Rangers out of the four. That's what I chose. Power Rangers it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, well, that's pretty much everything I had gathered from... Uh, oh, wait, there are some stuff that I, I had watched that I, I, I haven't shared any audio. But this might not mean anything to anyone but me. Once again. But, okay, they had Your podcast, fan. your rules. That's I right. guess yeah, so. Absolutely. I am the fan. Okay, uh, Jesse, are you much of a video game player? I play video games. I won't say I'm much of a player, but I play games. Okay. What what systems do you play on? You like a PS3 or an Xbox? PS3. PS3. Good did boy. you did you play <laughs> The Last of Us? No, I've never heard heard of The Last of Us. Never even heard of it. Oh my goodness. I haven't either. Wow. Okay. It won all kinds of awards. Even it, uh, the the PS3 that I bought actually came with it. Okay. Was that the one that we had to shoot our way out. The zombies. No, that was a different thing altogether. That was the Left for Dead. Now, The Last of Us Obviously, was was not a zombie game. It was a fungal infection. The fungus would get in and infect. It was like a parasite and it would affect people's brain and make them aggressive. But they weren't zombies. But it was close. They were zombies. But uh, <laughs> okay, here's the th- here's the thing. Here's where I'm going with this. There was a panel where they had the writer of the of the game who wrote the script and Sam Raimi together. Sam Raimi is producing a movie of The Last of Us with the original writer of the game script. Now, now the reason why how Sam Raimi has been attracted to the project is he's played the game. He's a kind of a, I guess a gamer at it, you know, still. But uh, he's really drawn to. Of course, there's some horror aspects, but there's a really good kind of uh, 
it's a bit. It's not a romantic love story, but there is a love story that is the the, the key part of this. And anyone who's played the game will know it's because it's about a guy who, uh, spoiler alert, loses his daughter at the beginning, and it's so well presented that it's kind of heart wrenching watching his daughter die in his arms. And then you pick up twenty years later, and you're playing as this character, and suddenly now he's thrown into this adventure with a fourteen year old girl, the same age that his daughter had been, and you go from him being very cold to her because. Ah, uh, no, you're too much like my daughter. To him kind of rebonding now with this this teenage girl and kind of taking her in kind of like a daughter. And so it's this very kind of father-daughter love kind of thing that they have throughout the game. And I, that is what Sam Raimi is very excited about is being able to tell that story. Now, the tricky part is it's like a 15-hour game, and they got to figure out a way to do it in two hours. Two hours. But very exciting. I listened to that panel. I was excited. Now, officially, because Neverland is a family-friendly podcast, I cannot endorse the game because it's a lot of language, a lot of violence, a lot of very thematic elements. But me personally, I did enjoy playing through it. Because, yes, there is a lot of thematic elements and violence and a lot of language. But it is worth playing as long as you are, you know, I guess, an adult. Don't let your kids in the room when you're playing this thing, though. Because um, they'll end up repeating something you don't want them to say, <laughs> you know. Because there's a 14 year old girl who's got a worse potty mouth you've ever seen. <laughs> I gotta say, but yes. Uh, also, they did mention, and I just finished the first game in this series. I know I'm a little behind, but in 2016, Uncharted the movie will come out. I see. For those of you now, have you played this one, Jesse? No, I played mostly Assassin's Creed and some of the Arkham series. There you go. Ah, now I need to play some Assassin's Creed. I'm behind it's, it's on that. It's good. It's fun. But Uncharted, I finished the first one. I have you borrow it there, Phil. Uh, basically, if you took some aspects from Indiana Jones and yeah, just I played that a little and, bit of that. and focused it mainly on the gun shooting action uh, and playing actually similar to Gears of War, I thought through most of it with a little bit of a, they say, oh no, this is like nothing you've ever played before. Actually, it reminded me of Tomb Raider only. A little bit, not so clunky. I've never been able to get into Tomb Raider games. I thought it was too difficult with their jumps. This is very forgiving on trying to jump from ledges and stuff like that, and very realistic. A lot of fun game. I don't know really much about the movie other than they have it scripted. Uh, they have somebody in mind to play the lead character, Nathan Drake. So, But this could be very exciting. This could maybe be a good way for something similar to Indiana Jones to be in the, th- the, the cinemas. Uh, that we can enjoy, but now, granted, there has never really been a good comic book movie. Now they keep making, or not comic book movie, sorry, I was video, say, video game adapted to movie. The Resident Evil movies they keep making them, hey, but, say but what they you still will, suck. But Super Mario Brothers was such a great a classic. Film. I saw that one in the theater. It was kind of fun, but I was like really disappointed too. Um, but <laughs> well, the TV series was better. Yes, yeah, the TV series. Right. Captain well, Albano. We're gonna have to talk about that TV series on a show sometime in the future. Yeah. you better believe it, Bucko. But um, so I'm very excited because potentially The Last of Us could be the first time a video game gets adapted into a good movie. But that's all I have from Comic-Con. Are you honestly trying to say that Street Fighter was a bad movie or Mortal yes, Kombat? Yes, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no, well, okay, now the first Mortal Kombat was pretty cool. Yeah, it was yeah. bad, but I liked it. It wasn't a good movie, but it no. was pretty cool, and it's still fun to watch. Yeah, second true. one is highly unwatchable. Oh, that's so horrible. Oh, I can't believe one. And that Street that Fighter, one. it's so bad, it's so sad because uh, uh, Raul Julia, that was his last film. Yeah. He died before it even came out. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's a shame that had to be his last Such movie. Such a shame. <laughs> yeah, but, but what about the Tomb Raiders? Weren't those... Decent movies, maybe. Okay, I wasn't a huge fan, but they weren't bad. You know, everybody was just going to see Angelina Jolie. Well, that's true, but still. (laughs) 
I went because I was hopeful that it would be Indiana Jones-ish. And it, 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 no, I didn't see the second one. The first one, I was like, eh, it I don't was think all right. they were bad films. It was all series. right. It was, yeah. Yeah. it was all right. <coughs> I mean, I like Indiana Jones. I'm weird, I, though. I, was I, I have actually never been a Laura right. Croft fan. I, I tried to play the first two Tomb Raider games. I couldn't really get into them. I didn't think they were that fun. I'm still um, waiting to for Kubert to be made into a live action film. No. That would be actually pretty cool. An animated Kubert film. Frogger. He was in Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's been brought back because of Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, Everybody's like, oh, look, Kubert. I remember him and kids oh, were going, who's Kubert? Yeah. I never got He's him. weird looking. He's got a nose thing going on. Is he a half elephant or what is he? You know. He's Kubert. He's Kubert. Yeah. He's a Kubert, and that's what he is. Well, that was my favorite video game when I was a small kid. Loved yeah. it. I loved the cartoon, too. I would like to see. I, a little bit of the I really think they should make. This is just my opinion. I remember they had it when I was a little kid. They had a Kubrick cartoon. Yep, that's what but we were talking about. I, I think that they should have a, a, even if it was just straight to video, they should have a little series of different wonderful, uh, you know, game characters put into a little story just for the kids to see, so they could get to know them all. You know, I like to see a good Pac Man. I've seen Pac Man, the new ones. There okay. is a Disney, a Disney animated Pac Man series that yeah. I, I watched one episode. It's I wasn't impressed. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to see a really good one and Donkey really good. Kong and I yeah. want Mario and all the really putting good series of new nowadays series of, even if it's a short ones for kids to see the story yeah. of them. and but I don't know if you could convince the kids to watch it because they're like I don't know these characters yeah, but they, will, they would know Donkey Kong yeah, maybe well then again it's been a long while, a while since Donkey Kong Country but he's been he's with Mario a lot on the games mm-hmm. they know from like yeah. Mario they would Kart know him from that like that so, yeah. I think yeah. so. go ahead Jesse no, 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 I was just agreeing with Heather. Oh, I thought he was about to say something. I was like, go ahead, we, we need to let Jesse and Heather talk, too. Well, yeah, and like the Mario parties and stuff like that, like, he's in there. Yeah, but I think there's potential to do a new Mario Brothers series. Nintendo really does need to do something. They're still struggling with the Wii U, and I think part of their problem is... I thought it was the PU. The problem I think they're having is if you own a Nintendo system and you want to purchase a character with like a major Nintendo licensed character, it costs ten to twenty dollars more than any other game. Yeah, they're they're making you pay extra because Mario or Link is in it. I was gonna say Zelda. That could be another great cartoon. Yes, or a heck of a good movie. Absolutely, and maybe Nintendo mm-hmm. can make money doing that. Especially and, with the Lord of the Rings stuff that's been out, you know, in the last could, ten years, yeah, yeah. They could definitely do that. Yeah, no, it can work. Did I see that Disney Infinity is not even going to the Wii U? Is that right, or am I making that up? Uh, I think it's supposed to come to the Wii U. I haven't heard anything about it not going. I, okay. I expect it to be there. Did I mention Disney Infinity 2? I think it's September 23rd that I saw was coming out. I don't think you mentioned it. Well, now I have. <laughs> there you go. I'm, yeah. I've about done, run out of time to save up money to buy my PS4 so I can buy that game. I'm going to have to be a little late coming into that game, unfortunately. It's okay. Well, the good news is that's only 11 days after my birthday. You can just send to me late. Uh, I can't afford <laughs> to buy one for you either, the artist. <laughs> Not quite going to happen. Oh, no, it will be on the Wii U. I was wrong about that. Ah, well, at least you found out. PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Wii U, PC, and iOS tablets. Tablets? It'll be on tablets. Now, I wonder, because I have heard some stuff about trying to get, like, handheld, like, uh, Nintendo is doing stuff with handheld, and they're going to make, you know, they have figures of their their characters that somehow work on a handheld now. So I'm wondering, is that how that's going to work with Disney Infinity 2? They'll have, like, a device thing on your handheld type of thing, and you... Can put your characters in the same way, or is it going to be a dumbed-down version? 
I have no clue. We'll find out in a few weeks. Yeah, if anybody's got a tablet and plays that, let us know. And how can you let us know? Follow us at Neverland PCast on Twitter. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash neverlandpodcast. Of course, you can always email us at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Heck, you can leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And make sure you subscribe us uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. And all this information, of course, can be found on our website, neverlandpodcast.com. And there's our crucial things out there. Oh, by the way, if you come to the website, you know what? We have a really cool sponsor, Philip. Have you seen my new sponsor? No, I have not seen who your new sponsor is. MyComicShop.com. Awesome. Did you know that you can go to my shop, my comic shop? Yep, you can go there and buy comics online. MyComicShop.com. As long as I don't forget, I can create you a custom link that will be, when you go to the website, go to the podcast section and find this current episode. I will create you a link to go straight to a search for Guardians of the Galaxy this week. So if you're curious about reading some of those comics, you can go right to the website and buy some. And remember, whenever you do things like this, it does help the show. In fact, look out there for that iTunes link I'll put up there for you to buy the album. Uh, we'll call it the Awesome Mixtape Volume 1, because that's pretty much what they called the album. Which is an awesome mix. It's an awesome mix. I'll let you get that. It is, it's I good. did pick up a copy of it. It's a fantastic music. Uh, I did I already kind of talk about this on my previous review before you all got there, but I will put a link up there so you can go and buy that. And all of it does help to keep this show going because it does cost money to produce this show. And I, I'd love to have you all help us out because that also shows that, hey, people like us enough to help pay they for like it. You. They really they like, like the Neverland Podcast. They really like us. So, And we love hearing from you. Even you know if you can't you know help donate or anything or buy, if you can't buy anything or whatever, that's fine too. At least contact us. We love hearing from you. So... At the very least, come shake my hand on Saturday at Friends of the Magic at 1.30 p.m. by the Stanley Ship Columbia. Exactly. And he, Jesse promises not to sink the boat. <laughs> hey, what are you saying? <laughs> well, you're not going to sink it, right? I hope not. <laughs> well, wait, hope not. Are you afraid you might? <laughs> no, which one of you is Gilligan which one is the skipper? That's what I want to know. Well, I guess I'm the skipper. I, I have my Gilligan hat that I will be wearing. Awesome. Can you fit Mickey ears over inside the Gilligan hat? That would be awesome. Uh, no. That would be no. cool because you have like a Gilligan and the, and the Mickey ears sticking out of it or something. That would be yeah. awesome. Okay. But anyways, let's wrap this thing up. It can't get any worse, right? <laughs> Don't say that. Ain't getting that. better. Don't say that. Anytime you say can't get any worse, have you never watched Seinfeld? Worse. Or listen to Bill Cosby. Yeah. Okay, but the next time I hope to have all four of us together and three of us in the same room. And Jesse, unfortunately, is well, we can see you if we get really tall. Hello, Jesse. <laughs> um, but we'll, we're coming up on one year of the Neverland podcast. Oh, wow. Can you believe I've been doing this for a year as, as of December? It, we're coming up on a year. And I want to get all four of us back together again to talk about a year of the Neverland podcast. Well, it's changed the world. It, it's oh, changed sure. the world. I'm, the, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not being facetious. <laughs> it has changed the world. It's changed the world. For Jeremy, at least. And hey, that's a good thing. That's right. I've gotten to meet a lot of other good podcasters go, in this buddy. past year and, 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 and meet lots of new people. It's been fun. There you go. I'm so uh, it's been a great year. And I'm looking forward to whatever in the world I come up with for the next year because i got to keep going. Yeah. But I have a whole team of people that have ideas now, so this is good. Because <laughs> when you start out off, boy, if you listen, go back and listen to some of those old episodes. Ooh, I was, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, okay, here we go. I'm, I'm going for it. We're going to talk Christmas because Christmas was a good, happy thing to talk about. 
But as we always say around here, keep your pixie in your pocket. That way, I'm not, I got to make sure I get them. Ah, but I keep you around anyway. Because, see, you got to be able to pull that pixie out anytime you need to so you can sprinkle a little bit of that dust. If you're having a bad day, sometimes you just need a little pixie dust. And the nice thing about that, you can spread a little pixie dust to all the people around you. Try to brighten other people's day up as well as your own. Hang on to your dreams. Keep working toward them. You only fail when you quit. Right. You know, you gotta just keep going, and you just gotta keep the right attitude. Keep to on, me, that is the pixie dust: is having the right attitude. It'll help you face a lot of things because you're gonna have to face a lot of junk. But if you keep the right attitude, you can face it. You are good enough. You're strong enough, and doggone it, we like you. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And yes, we have met you. We watch you. We know you're out there. Now that are you Santa Claus? Are you? No, I am the pan. And you know what the pan does? He flies around and visits your window and your nursery and makes sure that you're all right and loves to listen when you tell stories. Security. Okay, and with that, I'd like to thank you for coming and listening and downloading the Neverland podcast and invite you to come back next week because we've got some exciting things. Okay, so Friends of the Magic is going on. I'm going to make sure at some point when, when Jesse starts this meet that I'm going to call his phone and I'm going to be recording on my end and so I get a chance to greet everybody and I, I will at least play for you my phone call in there. I'm not going to take up too much of his time because I'm sure he's got all kinds of fun things to tell you about the, 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 the ship Columbia there. So you will get to hear at least the phone call when I talk to him. But uh, also, I had a wonderful time talking to Townsend Coleman. Uh, he was Woo-hoo! the voice of Michelangelo of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, also the Tick, and so much more. I had a nice. I talked to him for about an hour. He was fantastic. I'm playing that for you next week as well as my review of the new Ninja Turtles movie, which I've heard some positive things. You're gonna lose my stuff. Quit playing with my toys. <laughs> Was that, was that uh, the positive stuff you heard about the movie? <laughs> apparently some critics have been, uh, some early reviews have actually said positive things about the new Ninja Turtles. So I'm starting to get optimistic. I'm hoping it's going to be good. But come back next week. And the week after that, Jesse will be back from Friends of the Magic. And we'll talk to Jesse again. And he's going to have sound clips because he's going to record stuff. And he can tell us all about all the fun he had at Friends of the Magic and all the cool things he did, which we're going to live vicariously through Jesse. Yay! Yay! Thank you, Uncle Jesse. So is and that reminds me. That does remind me. If there's a request of any attractions that you want to hear, email the podcast. Go on Facebook and tell us what do you want to hear. That's I will take your request. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you can order him around anytime you want. Jesse likes it. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I will do my best to get everything on, but. No guarantees, but give me your requests. <laughs> give him his request. We know you're not quite a fan of the Peter Pan ride. What? Because <laughs> originally we were thinking about doing the meet of the Peter Pan, and he was like, I don't know if that's really worth the wait it would have to be to get oh. on that ride. So uh, It's, an, it's an hour line for a three-minute ride. It's just... <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> that actually in its own way makes sense that's the reason why I didn't get to write it my one trip to Walt Disney World the line was going on for I, what hours what I did was I, I was given it one of those tickets where you can go fast pass, f- fast pass you know yeah. and I used it just for that because that's my favorite ride but I, I thought I'm going to be smart about this I don't want to wait I don't want to wait <laughs> yeah because that would be three hours standing out in the sun yeah, yeah. so so we understand Okay, what well, I need to wrap this thing up and yes, send everybody back on to, to listen to the next podcast on their daily or weekly podcast needs. So, <laughs> thank you for listening this long. 
And as we've been saying too often, hi, Mom, um, whenever we say that. Okay, uh, all right, I'm going to shut up now. All right, goodbye. Thank Bye. you, everybody, for listening. And where's my stop button? Holy bay. <laughs>